Welcome to I Am, I Have podcast from Happiful Magazine and Counselling Directory. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to let you know a little more about what we're doing here at Happiful. As well as producing our monthly magazine dedicated to mental health and well-being, Happiful now has a free app so that you can find support groups and local trusted therapists to help you online, over the phone and when the time is right, face to face. You can also read our magazine for free via the app and it's downloadable from Apple's App Store or Google Play. Back to today's podcast. Recently, we've been doing things a little differently due to the current situation across the world with coronavirus. Everyone at Happiful knows it's a worrying time and there's so much uncertainty. So we're doing our very best to share thoughts from thousands of counsellors, life coaches and mental health advocates who will address some of the issues we're facing. You can find more information at Happiful.com through our app or by visiting Counselling Directory where there are 13,000 therapists who are already working online. So, on to today's special episode of I Am, I Have. The sound and subject matter may be a little different, but our hope is the same. To support you, provide you information and signpost help. I'm delighted to welcome mental health advocate, speaker and founder of Therapy is Magic, Joe Love, to I Am, I Have today. Joe, we spoke about two years ago and life was very different then. For everybody listening, can you tell us a bit about yourself and the work you do? I thank you. Well, first of all, thank you. And it completely does not feel like two years ago that we spoke. But you are right. It does feel like a different world, particularly right at this moment in time, but also just Things have massively moved on for me in that time. So I'm a mental health advocate. I talk, write, speak, blog, any way I possibly can about mental health, not just my own lived experiences, but trying to really share tips and resources and things that have helped me. Well, before corona, let's talk before corona, I was mainly found in schools and corporates talking about anything to do with mental health but there were there always there was always themes in life aren't there and big reoccurring themes that were going on in my talks were burnout and managing our mental health particularly in the corporate world because I used to be a lawyer so I completely understand how it is to throw yourself into work and completely neglect your mental health and so I was doing a lot of that and on both sides in schools and in corporates talking about managing our phones and our mental health while we're online, managing our screen time, managing social media, particularly the teenage group or preteens as well. For me, my my most interesting area is the is the 11, 12, 13, where they are starting to experiment. They're not supposed to be on there because most of the social media sites are 13 plus. But they've started to, they've started to hear about it and getting them at that stage to really think about how they want to act on social media because we're all still working it out, aren't we? We've got to, we've, we've got to, we've got to help them with this. We can't expect them. They can teach us a lot, but we could, we also have to be teaching them how to manage their mental health while they're online. So that's the main theme of what I've been doing recently. There's a lot there, isn't mm. there, in terms of our phones and how we manage our phones. And before coronavirus, as you said, and now now we're in this this very different state, you know, from the last time we, we spoke with each other. I was talking to you about kind of controlling the amount of time that we scrolled and being really mindful of that. And and now our worlds have, have um, decreased. They've kind of 
they've shrunk so phones can be a bigger part of mm. that now and and I guess it's really important for us to be aware that they are both a lifeline but they're also something that can cause us great anxiety yes and I yeah I, I think it's it's only heightened that obviously they are the most important key for connect or a hugely important key for connection which is really important for our mental health however we know we know because we've been talking about it for a long time that they really can make us feel quite rubbish and particularly what we're consuming I think it's all about not necessarily our screen time amount of time because we are all going to be on our phones much more whether we're virtually trying to all bounce around to Joe Wicks the PE teacher with our kids or whether we're looking at the news or whatever but what we're digesting you know I found myself looking far too much at all the news updates all the notifications but I didn't realize I had news notifications on because I turn all my notifications off and I have them still on and it's all the all the numbers all the rates and I think it's just the same advice that I've been given but now it's more important that I'll check in on it I think it's important to stay updated but you can feel yourself getting into a bit of a cycle, a bit of a habit and not feeling great from that and being really mindful of who we're consuming and what we're consuming. There's also a lot on social media about how we're supposed to be in lockdown, what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be feeling. And some of it is meant to be completely motivational. Some of it is very motivational to a lot of people but what one is one person's motivation could also be the reason for someone else to feel completely and utterly rubbish about themselves nothing is wonderful about this but one of the positives about what's going on at the moment is everybody is in this together but I I heard a nice analogy the other day about we're not all in the same boat but we're all sailing on the same sea. So my boat is going to look very different to your boat. So trying to compare and saying we're in the same boat, we're absolutely not, but we are definitely sailing the same sea. And some of us might be in slightly choppier water and some of us might be in slightly smoother, depending on our maybe our social backgrounds, our mental health, you know, a whole vast range of things. And I liked, I liked that way of looking at it. And our digital consumption will feed into that as well about what we need. I really love that analogy. Because you're absolutely right, there's social media, there has been a lot of how to, you should use this time. And for some people, that's really helpful. For some people, it's not so helpful. And one of the things that I've noticed is that we have two layers almost of be kind, let's help each other through this. And then we have a slight tribe division of I'm using this to be productive this is what I'm doing and then other people saying that's not helpful and and actually there's just a bit of empathy and we we spoke with Angela Cox on a previous podcast about be kind and empathy and I think one of the things is learning if that's not working for you switch it off but I think it is allowing people to use their forums in the way that they see fit but also mute it switch it off switch off your notifications I have lived with OCD for, well, I'm not going to tell you how long because that will allude to how old I am, but I've lived with OCD for a really long time and actually I was struggling at the very beginning with this because of those notifications and I became very obsessed about following the news. Every single piece of news I could consume I was and I needed to stop that. And But it will be different for different people. That That might give someone else reassurance for me it just heightened my response and my need to consume and know more and try to protect and control more so I think it's really interesting what you say about that and let's all be mindful absolutely 
Moving on to the more personal, Joe. how are you doing in the current situation? And, and tell us about your setup at home, because I should say we are doing this over Zoom. We both have our mobile phones in our hands to record our own sound. And we've just had a good chat about dogs and how our dogs are doing in this, in this current climate. So this is not a usual setup by any means. No, absolutely not. I am sat inside my cupboard, basically, <laughs> basically with my slippers on and... Uh, channeling a bit of Carol Baskin with some leopard print. I think she's ruined it for me. Leopard print was always a neutral and now I honestly can't see anything other than the Tiger Tiger King man. Well, lady, I'm okay. Physically, I'm okay. And I think it's always important to remember that, particularly what's going on. Mentally, I found it quite tough. Um, I'm not going to lie. I... I, I, on, a, on a number of levels, I think. One, a little bit like you, I do suffer from compulsive thoughts and compulsive behaviours and I have definitely found myself in thought patterns that have been quite tricky to get myself out of. Having said that, I have spent most of my life dealing with them and also dealing with anxiety. It's definitely a time of heightened anxiety. That first week or so of lockdown, I was in such fight or flight but it was something I was very used to and this I'm not I'm not meaning this flippantly at all, but I was very grateful that I had spent, weirdly grateful that I'd spent my whole life trying to work out how to deal with these situations because I knew how to deal with not the global pandemic, but my micro my micro moments, not the macro. But that's not to say it's not throwing up its challenges. And I, I, I f- I'm finding I'm going in cycles of, you know, extreme anxiety then, okay, you know that you know the self-care toolkit, get that going again, and then you feel okay, then you start to not feel okay, and then it sort of goes round and round in cycles. And at the moment, I'd say that's that was my first week or so, and then my my next sort of chunk of time has been sort of almost crushing overwhelm of I cannot cope with this to... 50% of the time and then another 50% of the time of like this is okay this is really lovely so you asked about my setup my setup here at home is that I've now got everybody around me and I've got my little girl she's now not at school I've got my husband who normally commutes off I live in Bath and he normally commutes off to London every day so he's in the house wow. and we've also got a relative living with us because they were in the process of a house move at the time and obviously that's all gone out the window, so effectively homeless. So we've now got an extra body and an extra two dogs. So <laughs> we've got a whole a whole lot of people in a space that was essentially mine the whole time. And I'm a I'm an ambivert, so I'm very confident, but I need I have the introversion of needing my own space to re-energize. I need to go within, and I don't have any of that. And I do look, and it's back to the social media thing, I look at some of the posts of people who are self-isolating, maybe alone or maybe with a partner, and are doing wonderful self-care, and it's obviously really helpful for them. But I have no time to be able to do that. And I found myself, particularly as a parent, and the whole having to homeschool, and my daughter is so wonderful, but is... There's no but. She is wonderful. She is also very... Well, I'm her best mate. So she wants me to do everything with her, which is lovely, but mm. also completely exhausting and exhausting to an introvert. So it's been tricky balance to be able to work out how that now fits in in our lockdown, because it's not like I can just say to this relative, oh, can you 
go out for the day or you know or or anything like that so it's been it's been tricky and I think it's more on the mental side of things obviously we're all well and I think that's important is 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 this this sort of tension that I think a lot of people are feeling between their their micro so you know like I just said I sort of got a had a jealous moment of people who from my eyes looks like their self-isolation is slightly easier but actually everybody's experiences are relative and they might but I mean this is a awful situation we all find ourselves in completely uncertain so they might be having exactly the same levels of stress as me it just looks different but but people I think we feel that we can't let ourselves feel the micro moments or the micro frustrations or the stress or the anxiety because of the macro and because we see how many the, the death rate going up and these things are so wonderful at putting ourselves in putting everything into perspective and for a lot of people that really helps them but in the same breath you're still allowed this is what my therapist said to me you're still allowed to get those feelings those micro feelings out because they need to get out so if you're feeling them you're feeling them and you know you you've got to be and don't feel guilty about it you can have you we are all living in our own completely changed inner bubbles as well as the massive bubble of like the sea that we talked about of everybody being in and I think it's important to acknowledge that so I've been trying to do that I hope that answers your question (laughs) it does and I think one of the tough things about this is as you said there's the macro and the micro Mm. so there is this world that's existing beyond our front doors where we know that that there are people who are very unwell we know there are countries that won't be as supported as we are and we know that there are some people who are working so hard and seeing the worst of what's happening now but we're also feeling like our life has changed and we've we've lost a lot of the kind of milestones that we had we've lost a lot of the freedoms we've lost the space and I agree that to push that down is not going to help anybody and one of the things I've been trying to think about is how I can help beyond this so I feel I can't do an awful lot at the moment but perhaps it's a bit more like a relay race in the fact that we will get to a point where we are post-pandemic when we're able to be out of the house and perhaps there is more that we can do to take the burden from some of the people who have having who have had to work so hard in this time perhaps then we can support them or do more at that point and this is going to go on for years and years and years and that's how I've been trying to process it thinking about beyond this moment but I'm like you I feel that guilt I feel that guilt that I I'm disappointed that certain things are not happening that I'd worked really hard for when when some people are in hospital or have lost loved ones. And I think we just have to keep on talking about it. But it's really important to try not to shut people down when they do talk about it. Or or if you're on social media and you're finding that someone's grating, perhaps just mute them or unfollow them because I think everybody is having that moment when they're reacting differently and for some people it might be badly but none of us really know what we're doing with this do we Jo? Absolutely not and I think that's a really important point and I I think I've said this to you before Lucy but mute is your favourite friend like mute is the mute button is just wonderful because if you're not feeling I use it all the time anyway it's not that you don't like that person and it's not that in an ordinary world they don't 
give you something positive. I try and only follow people that lift me up in some way. But we all, we're all in different cycles and we're all on different paths. And like I said, everybody's experience is relative to them. But mute really helps because they're never going to know that you don't need their content in your life right now. But it's, it's that being, it's back to that sort of being mindful of what you're consuming and how much of it you're consuming and that empathy point as well because you just got to remember that everybody's having a slightly different experience but also being like you know being being kind to yourself and just allowing yourself to have those moments of I I said it in therapy the other day of not being a very nice human because we're all still working this out and I have there's been points where I really haven't been a very nice human and I felt really awful about it but also, this is what we're, we're all under enormous stress. And if I was being the perfect human the entire time, that would be slightly strange and too much pressure. And you wouldn't be human if you were being perfect all the time exactly, either. Exactly. And you just mentioned therapy there. And, and one of the things that I love about you is your openness about therapy. Not that it's something we shouldn't be open about, but you have been since the beginning very vocal about how important therapy has been to you and the positives about therapy and you now have therapy is magic on instagram Mm -hmm. which i love to follow and you continue to talk about therapy how important has it been to you at this time and what's changed in terms of your own therapy it has been incredibly important to me just in my life but particularly at the moment and i so I, I should caveat all this with I currently go to therapy for my mental wellness rather than an active mental illness. But because I do have mental health conditions, sometimes it's more about the mental illness than my wellness. But I, I'm a strong believer that everyone benefits from therapy. And don't get me started on access to therapy. That's a whole nother thing. I think everyone should have it whenever they want it, whether they're at a point of crisis or not. And in fact, if they're not crisis point, that's, that would be even better. But that's a whole nother podcast. And that would take, take, take hours of our time. But I think I, so I just wanted to sort of come at that question from explaining sort of how deeply passionate I am for people who don't, I mean, obviously, you know, but people who don't follow me about therapy, therapy. And I, when this all happened, I thought, oh, maybe I should stop going to therapy. Not because of the distancing, because I knew that my therapist would probably go online. But, you know, everybody's finances are in a different place. Personally, things at home are, are different. You know, I'm not getting any any work at the moment. Maybe this is something that I'm, I'm kind of okay at the moment. So maybe I shouldn't be going to therapy. And that that thought lasted all of probably about five minutes and then I thought actually no I need this now more than I ever have as for a number of reasons but to have a constant and to have that space because I explained earlier I'm actually not getting a lot of space space and time to myself as that self-care moment with somebody who is just on my team and that for me is what therapy is one of the most wonderful things about therapy she doesn't that doesn't mean she's always lets me off the hook about stuff she's you know she's she's there she's on it but she largely is on team joe which is which is well she is on team joe it just sometimes doesn't feel like that but she she absolutely is she just says things I don't want to hear sometimes. So it's been really, it's been really important to, to keep having therapy. And one of the ways it's changed, like I just alluded to, is that we've now gone online, which was 
weird honestly the first time because the first time the first couple of sessions we did it on zoom and then we most recently did it on facetime and i'm i'm not used to seeing my face in the i'm used to seeing her face but i'm not used to seeing my face in therapy so i was like i found it very that a whole you, I don't know I found that whole experience very very strange so my first session online went quite well second session I had oh this is when everybody was in the house so I'd said that I need privacy I'm gonna do it downstairs I need everybody oh my gosh all the dogs were barking people were coming in and out my little girl was coming in and even though I'd specifically said nobody disturbed me oh it it was so distracting and I think that's the thing that a lot of people we've been talking about it on therapy is magic Instagram a lot of people have been struggling a bit with the privacy and the getting as deep as perhaps they might be in an you know in a face-to-face session and I would just say I think that that has got I think that you've you've just got to find where works for you so I'm now doing car therapy (laughs) and I'm sitting in my car and doing FaceTime and that worked a lot better because I wasn't distracted. I had complete privacy, which is another point. But it's hard because now a lot of parents particularly have got childcare issues. You could do, you could have done it when your, your children are at school. Now you can't. It's just made the whole thing a lot harder. But it is brilliant that they are still there. They are still offering it. A lot of therapists are saying evening calls once the kids are in bed. And, and just the flexibility as well, which, no, it has changed it, but... I heard somebody saying something's better than nothing and I was going with that with that vibe for a while but I think maybe it's just different it it doesn't need to be that sort of something is better than nothing is maybe diminishing it yes there's a bit more distraction but it's still therapy and it's still beneficial and it's just a little bit different and we'll work it out and get used to it I agree and the world has changed so why would anything stay the same why why would anything be as normal you know as I was just listening to you I was thinking about what you were saying and I don't know if you could hear but the bin men were outside (laughs) and collecting the bin and you know and usually we'd be doing this in a studio Mm. it would be very calm my dog was just sniffing at the door because he knows (laughs) that I'm upstairs everything has changed the way we work the way we live the way we shop the way we communicate so yeah therapy is going to change but I I really smiled then when you said I've got someone who's just on my side not that she's always on my side because actually one of the things I find about therapy is that time is just for you to say and be without judgment so if you want to express the fact that you have had enough with people Mm. trying to be productive and positive as I had the other day you can say it without feeling like you have to caveat Mm. you know you have to caveat it or or be mindful that the person you're saying it to perhaps has been using that as a coping mechanism so Mm. absolutely I had a I had a lovely fantasy moment where because I am an, an introvert in my soul of how how blissful sounds like the wrong word but obviously this was in the confines of therapy I would find complete and utter self-isolation and how I would not get up until 11, 12, eat all the food, bum around in my pyjamas, read all the books. And yeah, it was lovely. It was like this, it was like this sort of meditative, (laughs) like slightly odd, you know, when you create safe spaces and you think about Mm. like your really calming thing. Oh, it was just the most 
wonderful escape in in that we did in therapy and my friend I explained it to my friend and then she says oh but you know then you went and thought to yourself no but but what I've got now I'd never swap it I was like yes obviously rational brain but no no at the time I was just very happy (laughs) but you can do that in therapy but uh it's um I think it's important to get these feelings out and getting them out in therapy was really important thing to do and then it just made me feel a bit more in control and I could cope and then appreciate everybody and everything and all that I do have because I'd done it in therapy and got it out which was nice and that's great and it's the one space in life you don't have to edit yourself right I know although we still do do you still do it I still do oh but mm, mm." no I shouldn't I'm in here it's okay and then I then I correct myself it depends. I mean, I tend to get called out for <laughs> Yes, me too. <laughs> because I, I know that there's a certain way that I speak when I'm obviously self-editing, which I've just done just now. And also I apologise a lot. So I tend to say sorry a lot. And actually when someone reflects that back to you, you 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 get better at not doing Absolutely. it. You, <laughs> Absolutely. You realise you're seen. Yeah. You're seen. That's the um, thing about therapy. Yes, exactly. Which is why... Yeah. I've got a couple of projects on um, around therapy and one of the things I've been really thinking about is why therapy previously hadn't really worked for me and because it's taken a long time till I found the one and when I found the one I just became completely evangelical about therapy and it clicked and this is what it's supposed to be and it's amazing and I wanted everybody else to know about it but before that I saw many 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 not so great therapists but I hold my hand up because I don't think it was solely, I mean, some of it was solely them, but a lot of it was I didn't want to be seen. I wasn't ready to be seen and I didn't want to open up and I didn't want to trust. And being seen is hard, right? Like you just said, mm. it, it's tough and you don't always want that, but it is it's, it is good for us. It, it is tough. And I said to my husband once, it was about two years after my dad had died and it was very obvious that there was stuff I needed to talk about that I hadn't dealt with when he died and I said it felt like I had put everything into a suitcase and I just about got it closed and I knew that if I opened that suitcase it was going to go everywhere you know kind of a comedy suitcase springing open and pants and you know everything going everywhere and I had to be ready to open that suitcase and I had to feel like it was safe enough to open that yeah safe that's another that's that's yeah and the person that you're doing it with you completely trust and you feel safe and you're ready and Absolutely, absolutely. Can we talk, Joe, just about some of the other techniques that you're using at the moment? Because we are both evangelical about therapy, but we both understand that therapy isn't always readily available. And there are some new initiatives that are coming out at the moment to help people. There's some emotional listening websites, and I will put all the information about those in the show notes, as well as there's Mind, Samaritans, Calm. There's a number of different Mm. avenues that people can go down if they, they need to talk to somebody immediately. But what are you doing for yourself outside of therapy? You talked about the fact that self-care in its conventional sense is perhaps not available to you within your your current living situation. How are you looking after yourself? And what would you say to someone in a position like yours? I think it's hard because as I think a pet, the parent situation in COVID-19 is is tough because you don't get the space there's no commute that you can switch off there's no driving kids back home from school or you know whatever there's no pockets of time that we wouldn't have had a lot of time as busy parents and working parents before but now 
those have really shrunk. So I think the most important thing for me, and I'm not getting this right, like every day I wake up and I think, oh, that didn't go so well yesterday. Let's maybe try something different today. But like I said earlier, that I am very grateful that I'm not trying right now to work out what my self-care toolkit is. And for anybody who's listening who is trying it, don't feel that it's completely overwhelming. Do just dip into something when the kids have gone to bed. Maybe set a timer, half an hour, try some journaling or try some mindful colouring or, you know, just even getting the kids plasticine out and just playing with it for a bit when they're not around. And I think it's all finding those pockets of time, having maybe an extra cup of tea, maybe if you've got a garden or an open space, getting out. If you haven't, just opening the window. It's really, really, really simple stuff. The breathing, all the breathing techniques. For me, it's if you're just breathing out for longer than you're breathing in and maybe trying to hold it in the middle for a little bit of time, even if you do it two or three times, that helps. Like just calm that fight or flight. And just being aware, just being aware. Just of your being aware. And just thing. being aware of your feelings as well. Like, is there a time of day when you're starting to feel a little bit more anxious or, or like we were saying, because of something? Is there something triggering it? Is it your news notifications or is it that in the evening you started to, you know, so can you give yourself a distraction maybe it is once all the kids are in bed and then you know you start to consume more news or whatever it might be that's not making you feel brilliant just really be like try, try and observe it and one of the many things over the years that I've that it's, it's taken me a long time is is just trying to not immediately fix or comfort a uncomfortable feeling so we can feel stressed and then we crack open the wine or eat or whatever we might snap or whatever we do trying to and it's the hardest thing to do but if you can do it you're nailing it feeling that uncomfortable feeling come up whether it's irritability anger jealousy from seeing something on social media or you're cross with your child or whatever no judgment about it just looking at it being like okay and honestly if you can if you can do it it really and just sitting with it until it's and it does disappear because nothing is permanent and it does start to sort of I I feel it like sort of like it's bubbles sort of like starting to fizz away like a bath bomb or something like in it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then the really hard bit is then not beating yourself up about it and saying, okay, negative emotions are completely okay. And and another thing with for me is like parent guilt, like mum guilt, is something I read. Now, who was this? I think it was the book You Wish Your Parents Had Read by Philippa, Philippa Perry. Perry. Yeah. And the thing that I... And there's bits of that... I, most of that book I completely agree with it. The bits that I, there's bits of it that I don't. But the, the big takeaway and something that I've found myself thinking to myself many times since this has started is it's not it's not about the rupture it's all about the repair so you can get snappy with your partner or your child or whatever you it, it happens like we're all humans and we're in this situation unprecedented situation how many times have we heard that phrase but we are and we've it's all about the repair so she sort of advocates saying things like i i felt really irritated that I use the I statements as well so I felt really irritated with this happen because I felt that whatever and not trying to blame them or you did this and you did that I just felt that I wasn't listened to because this and but I think on a more fundamental level just not 
not beating yourself up about the rupture, not beating yourself up about whatever it is that you didn't do right or that you blew up or got irritable or what, like in my phrase, wasn't a very nice human about and think, how could I possibly start to change that? Is there something that I could change or can I apologise for it? Yeah, there's something in that vulnerability as well, yeah. isn't there? Of of being able to say, this is this is why I reacted like this yeah. and I am sorry. Saying it, whether it's apologising or even talking you know, talking to a child. I'm a big... Like my little girl saw me crying the other day and I thought, oh, because I was just overwhelmed. I was just completely overwhelmed and I thought, I can't cope. And we were stood in the kitchen and I'm so... This, this is where we do that. I'm so I'm so grateful that I have somebody I can cry on, which is my husband. And I thought, but I thought, I should I should stop crying now. I don't want her to see. I don't want her to worry because these are worrying times. But I just grabbed her in. We had a team hug, and then we talked about. I just I said, "Mummy's mummy's feeling a bit tired, a bit stressed. This is all a bit stressful and a bit new." And and but doesn't it feel better when we cry you know when you cry and it feels a bit better afterwards I feel a bit better now and she was like okay mummy that's really good because I want her to see that whole range of emotions so we can't Mm -hmm. I understand it because I'm a parent but it is it's it feels quite counter to what we want to do in that we want to protect our children and we don't want them to see anything other than the perfect facade but I do think that they have to in age appropriate in an age appropriate way start to understand emotions and it's how we deal with it so all not about the rupture all about the repair and I liked that from Philippa I really love that I think that's yeah that's wonderful and you are continuing with therapy is magic during this time and you're you continue to talk about that Mm -hmm. What do you hope that will bring people and what would you like people to engage with you on in this time? Well, I'm trying, so I'm I'm managing the two accounts. So I've got my Joe Love account, which I'm trying to keep a little bit more general mental health, maybe touching a little bit on the parenting thing. And, and we're all in, we're all in this together and let's just try and find ways to, to, to help. And if I see any useful resources, I'm trying to share them and, so really engaged that I'd love something, you know, love people to come on and tell me anything that they've found that's been helpful for them. Particularly, it um, doesn't need to be exclusively, but particularly if they're a parent and how they're doing it. We're all different. We'll parent differently. But I think there's um, there's a lot of extra stress on, on, on us at the moment. And then on my Therapy is Magic account, it is about how we're feeling about all the changes in our therapeutic journey a lot of people don't seem to be liking it but a lot of people are liking it are we just working it out how we're working out and I have a lot of therapists who follow me there and I get a lot of engagement from them about you know it's strange for them as well and Mm. and and I always really appreciate them and any resources that they might find and I'm really really keen to try and find and my big thing which we didn't go into, but is about trying to get therapy to as many people, good therapy to as many people as possible. Obviously, I'm not a therapist. I am starting my psychotherapy training this year, so it's but it takes forever, so it's uh, it's mm. coming. But I'm not qualified. I'm not the expert. I'm not in the position to be able to offer it. But people, anybody at this stage, but anybody who knows anything that's going on, I'm getting a lot of DMs about people who are worried about family members or friends because they have underlying mental health issues that have been exacerbated in this time and trying to have 
some really good resources to because it, it's all changed it's not the usual advice of go to your GP and get a referral and all the rest of it because our whole worlds have changed so just trying to find some good resources there and that anything that people have to share I'd love 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 to be able to share them fantastic and what we'll do is happyful.com we will share some resources with you as well Wonderful. because we're chatting to people all the time and looking into some of those free resources so there's also things like frontline 19 which is the hub that's starting for frontline workers yes the help hub as well which is the 20 minute emotional listening and support session mm. so that it's not a therapeutic session mm. but it is a Somewhere. session with a a therapist a free session with a therapist to help in that moment of heightened anxiety so we are looking to put together all of these different places that people can find help as well as we have counseling directory do check out joe's account and also check out happyful.com and the app where we also have peer support groups so i think this really is a time where everybody who works in therapy just wants to help people and actually whether that's about getting people to therapists or getting people to online resources Mm. or support we're all in it together as you said before and everything we can do we we want to do yeah absolutely and it's all about the support so tell us where people can find you if they are not following you already and if they're not they should be you can find me mainly on instagram on social media i've got two social media accounts one is joe underscore underscore love underscore underscore too many joe loves in the world and then my therapy account is much easier that's at therapy is magic and so those are my two instagrams i do have a twitter but i very rarely use it so don't tweet me there i won't see it and my website is joelove.co.uk and you can find all of everything that i do on there Great. Well, thank you for coming on. It's lovely to see your face, albeit, you know, online. I know. And when this is all over, I look forward to sitting down with you and hearing all about your news, how the past few months have been. Um, And perhaps we can do another one of these in the world after coronavirus. I know, it'd be lovely. And there's lots of very exciting projects on the Therapy is Magic page that will be coming up. So people keep their eyes peeled I can't wait we can talk about it I can't wait thank you Joe. lovely to see you thank you Lucy speak soon if you need help please visit counselling-directory.org.uk where over 13,000 therapists are already working online if you need help immediately please call the Samaritans on 116 123 or email joe at samaritans.org help is available